Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. And in today's episode, we're going to journey over into Berrien County and explore the history of the village of Three Oaks. So come along and join me. So I recently had to visit the village of Three Oaks in Berrien County on some business about two weeks ago. And I was impressed by the downtown area and the old historic buildings that are still there in the downtown district. In fact, they would probably be ones that would be admired by other communities throughout Michigan that may have lost some of their historic downtown. Three Oaks is not a very big place, but it has maintained a lot of their early downtown buildings. Now, what is the story of Three Oaks? Well, the first settler arrived in the area of what became known as the Village of Three Oaks in 1835. Now, at that time, the village area was covered in dense forests, which settlers had to clear that land by hand. And after tremendous effort, about five years later, the first schoolhouse was constructed after the first sawmill had been built. In 1848, land was cleared for the railroad. Now, the founder of the village was Henry Chamberlain. And originally, the village was called Chamberlain's Siding, but that changed to Three Oaks later on. And that was largely due to the railroad. Right next to the railroad tracks was a set of three very large oaks, and they became somewhat of a guide point for train engineers. And I believe the train engineers started referring to that stop in that location as Three Oaks. So the community ultimately adopted the name. Now, these three oaks no longer exist. They were cut down nearly 100 years ago, and so there's no reference point to the original three oaks other than the name that lingers on as the name of the village. So although three oaks began to grow like a lot of villages did in those days, and it experienced some early healthy growth, it wasn't until 1883 that industry became an important part of the city. One Three Oaks store owner, Edward K. Warren, often had customers who complained about being jabbed by broken corset stays. Corsets at that time were made with whalebone, and they were part of the women's clothing that helped them keep a hourglass figure, you might say, and they were often complaining about being jabbed by the whalebone. So the women would come into Warren's store, and he would note their complaints about this article of clothing and he never forgot about it while he was on a buying trip to chicago at a feather duster factory he noticed a large quantity of turkey feathers being burned as a waste product upon inquiry warren learned that these were wing feathers that were too stiff for use in feather dusters and then he had the idea. He said, hmm, I wonder if I could use those feather quills to create corset stays. And subsequently, he invented what was known as the feather bone. The feather bone was made by stripping the feather to a quill and splitting the quills lengthwise 
and removing the pith, I guess that's the inner part, and then binding them into strips. And this became a new form of corset stays. And buggy whips were also made with the Featherstone Center. And these were produced a few years after the corset stays hit the market. So within a year, the company's staff at his store where they were making these grew from having nine employees to 75 employees. So it became a booming business in the small village of Three Oaks. And they named the company the Warren Featherbone Company. And guess what? That business is still in business today. It moved from Three Oaks in the 1950s, but portions of the original Featherbone factory still stand as a monument to this early prosperous venture in the history of the village of Three Oaks. Now, Three Oaks over the years has developed some amazing traditions, and they have a couple of annual celebrations that are quite something to behold. They are a growing community with art and They have a lot of old-fashioned, warm hospitality. But the village has the largest Flag Day parade in the country in June, which includes a fun-filled weekend that hosts the Apple Cider Century, which is a nationally recognized weekend bicycle ride that attracts over 7,000 bikers. Now, this bicycle ride was started by the Three Oaks Spokes Bicycle Club in 1974, and today they get between 6,000 to 7,000 riders taking part in this bike ride annually, and it's held in the last Sunday of September, typically. So those are the two big events. You have the Flag Day celebration, and you have the Three Oaks Apple Cider Century bicycle ride and it includes rides of 15 25 37 50 62 75 and 100 miles around three oaks so that's kind of an interesting tradition now an interesting thing that happened in june of 2000 the three oaks village celebrated the centennial of receiving the original dewey cannon that is in the village park called Dewey Cannon Park. And this cannon was captured in the Spanish-American War by Admiral Dewey. And it was presented to Three Oaks with its citizens who raised $1,400 for a memorial to the men in the battleship Maine. And this was the largest contribution per capita of any community in the nation at the time. The newspapers held headlines that said, Three Oaks Against the World and proudly boasted when the park was dedicated in 1899 by President William McKinley. And the guest of honor was Helen Miller Gould, who was called in the Spanish-American War as the Florence Nightingale of that era. Thousands of people were in attendance at this uh, occasion, and the Dewey Cannon, which remains on display in the park of the same name, bears the engraved monogram of Queen Isabella II of Spain. So that's a little bit of interesting historical history in downtown Three Oaks. If you're going to go visit, try to find the downtown park called Dewey Cannon Park and find the cannon. And then when you're there, look for the engraved monogram of Queen Isabella II of Spain.
But that's not all that Three Oaks has been known for. There's a very interesting story about a local movie that was made there. It's actually a movie that a lot of people would be familiar with if you're into Christmas stories. And that is the Christmas movie Prancer. This film was released in 1989, but it was filmed on location largely in the village of Three Oaks. The other locations that it was filmed in was Laporte, Indiana, uh, as another location that it was filmed. The sequel to this movie, Prancer Returns, was made in 2001, and the filming location for that was Uxbridge, Ontario, in which a boy comes to Three Oaks to learn about the Prancer incident. So there's another somewhat of a connection in a second film to Three Oaks. So the village has these interesting points of history. You have the Featherbone Factory, and you have the bicycle race and the Flag Day celebration that is a popular celebration that they're known for in Three Oaks. And then there's also the story of Prancer, the movie being filmed there. But the village itself had an incident that happened in 2008. Uh, It was a bit of a financial crisis for the village as a whole. After the village had proceeded with a $350,000 five-block street project, this and other expenses over the previous four years left Three Oaks in a deficit of about $600,000, about a one-year budget by April of 2008. And the village president, the clerk, and councilman resigned while two councilmen did not seek re-election. So all the people in charge of that kind of bailed out and left the village in quite a situation. And so on November 4, 2008, a new slate of village councilors were voted into office. And the village faced bankruptcy in early December 2008 due to some fiscal mismanagement by people that came before them. And so the state of Michigan took over financial management of the village with the appointment of a financial manager. And they appointed an emergency financial manager who took over on December 17, 2008 and took over the village operations and guided them with the newly elected council through the development of a five-year deficit elimination plan. And then in April of 2009, they laid off every officer except the chief of police. And the laid-off officers were eventually brought back about two weeks later. And then the village was given a recommendation to disband the downtown development authority that had been discovered to have some financial mismanagement where some funds were supposed to have gone to the school district and so forth. So it was a bit of a financial hullabaloo, you might say, that existed in the village of Three Oaks for a few years there. But it appears they sorted a lot of it out. And that was quite a while ago, so let's hope they've come through the other side of that troubling history. But don't let that overshadow your interest in visiting it. So you might ask, how big is this village of Three Oaks? Well, Three Oaks... According to the census of 2010, were roughly 1,622 people, which included 678 households. So it's kind of a small area, and there were 422 families. The population density equaled about four inhabitants per square mile. Another interesting media connection to Three Oaks was that it was the fictional setting for the soap opera 
Young Dr. Malone, which was on radio and television from 1939 to 1960, and it was set in Three Oaks, Michigan. So Prancer was not the first theatrical setting for Three Oaks. So when doing a little research on some of these small communities, I always like to try to find notable people that came from the village. So, of course, Henry Chamberlain, which was the village founder, also served in the Michigan House of Representatives during his time. Other notable people that came from Three Oaks was Al Benson, who was a radio DJ, uh, Kim Clark, who was a stage director and a political candidate, Robert Hellinga, who was a novelist and a short story writer, Carlos T. Mock, who was a physician, activist, and a journalist, and Elton Reinerson, who was an athlete and a coach, and of course there was Eric Kirk Warren, who was an industrialist and an inventor of the featherbone that came from the community. And then there was Joe Savoldi, who was a professional wrestler, a football player, and later served as a spy. He graduated from Three Oaks High School and then went on to the University of Notre Dame beginning in 1928. He played football for the Fighting Irish teams, and which was coached by Newt Rockney during that time. He would go on to play with the Chicago Bears in 1930. And his story gets a little more interesting. He had a professional wrestling career which took him on touring of New Zealand in 1936 and he appeared in Hawaii and Australia in 1937 and he spent a long time in Europe shortly before World War II. When World War II broke out he was approached by the U.S. government in 1942 about joining the war effort in an espionage role. He was chosen due to his fluency in multiple dialects of Italian his expertise in hand-to-hand combat, and his deep knowledge of the Italian geography because he'd been over there so much, including the interior of Benito Mussolini's compound. He had visited that during his tour through Europe as a professional wrestler, which is kind of an interesting side note to history. So he was assigned to the special operations branch, of which was called the Office of Strategic Services, OSS, the precursor to the CIA, and he had the code name of Samson, and he took part in missions in North Africa, Italy, and France from 1943 through 1945. So Joe Salvoldi was a very interesting character. Another interesting individual that came from Three Oaks was Donald Whitehead. He was born in Three Oaks, in December of 1888, and his parents moved to Idaho when he was six months old. But he graduated from Boise High School in 1904, and he would eventually go on to serve as Lieutenant Governor of Idaho on two different terms. He was the 23rd and 28th Lieutenant Governor of Idaho. So that's an interesting connection to Three Oaks, even though he didn't spend a lot of time there. And another interesting note about Edward Warren, who developed the Featherbone product that became the alternative to whale bones in corsets and developed that incredible business that put Three Oaks essentially on the map. Well, he also is the namesake of Warren Dunes State Park and Warren Woods State Park in Michigan, both of which he developed. So that's an interesting connection to Three Oaks, Michigan. 
And during his life, he was a member of the Michigan Historical Society and the Chicago Historical Society, and also was a member of the Wisconsin Archaeological Society. And his foundation was the one that oversaw the management of the 200-acre tracts of land that became Warren Dunes State Park, which is one of the more popular state parks in the state of Michigan, as well as Warren Woods State Park. Incidentally, during his time in 1916, Warren founded the Chamberlain Memorial Museum, which was named after his father-in-law. And the museum preserved early farm implements. And it also preserved Native American artifacts and war memorabilia. The collection was eventually purchased by Michigan State College in 1952. So there's a lot of interesting history with the village of Three Oaks. And as you can see, there's a lot of interesting people that passed through the village or grew up there or spent some time there. And they've also had their bits of troubles over the years. But they're also a wonderful community that has some amazing annual celebrations that they do. You should definitely check out the Flag Day celebrations that they hold there. And if you're into bicycling, you might want to go down and take part in that bicycle race that they hold there annually. But that's going to conclude today's episode on exploring some of the history of the village of Three Oaks. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to leave me a review on whatever app that you're listening on out there. And if you'd like to reach out to me, you can always find me at michaeldelaware.com. I'm always happy to hear from my listeners. And until next time, when we take another journey into yesterday and explore some even more fascinating tales of Southwest Michigan's past, thank you for listening. <laughs>